0: Hey Swifties, welcome to a brand new episode of Swifty School, where together we walk Clownelia Street covering the latest news and Easter eggs from our fearless leader, Taylor Swift. I'm your host, Reagan Bailey, and it is enchanting to have you here. Now that we're out of the woods, let's get into today's episode. Another great day to be alive at the same time as Taylor Swift, especially if you have tickets to the era's true movie. Oh my goodness. Hello, everybody. How are we doing? How are we feeling? I feel like I am going to have the best sleep ever the next few nights leading up to the Eros tour movie because I'm just so excited. Or maybe I'll have the worst sleep ever. I don't know. Regardless, the countdown is on. I feel like we have so much in store for us this next like three months ahead between the holidays, regardless of what you celebrate, all of like the Swifty anniversaries, if you're new to the Swiftum, just to get you up to speed, Taylor has done the majority or the bulk of her releasing in terms of albums, uh, music videos. Like basically every Taylor anniversary of anything happens in October and November. We had a couple of like deviations from that whenever we had folklore release and all of that surprise goodness during the pandemic kind of era. But for the most part, she is through and through a fall girly, which speaking of, curious to know if any of you had made her chai cookies. If you're like, what are you talking about chai cookies? I know Taylor Nation did like a little par-tay, they called it the other day, which by the way, I'm always confused by whenever Taylor Nation hosts these sort of digital gatherings it's really bizarre they're usually on twitter and the only like gathering is that they just retweet a buttload of people for like a couple of hours sometimes it's the duration of like an entire album like if you were to start playing it that's usually for the listening parties but as, in terms of the the party, the other day it was like a baking moment and they were like make Taylor's chai cookies, which have like definitely had a revival thanks to social media the past few months. But regardless, her favorite cookies, her favorite baked good, her favorite fall cozy snackaroo, if you will, is chai cookies, which is basically sugar cookies and you add I think you replace one ingredient with like chai tea. And I know that she made these for people who attended her secret sessions at her house or her listening sessions. And I know that some people have been able to taste the real deal, which I am definitely jealous of. But I figured for this episode, we can do a little chit chat, walk through the 1989 merch that was released. Talk about kind of our plans, my thoughts, the vibe of the Eras tour film and movie, um, the double album theory. Hello, are you guys locked in on this theory? I feel like there's so much to talk about in terms of kind of my thoughts on if this is actually going to happen. But I I think I have more thoughts in terms of why I think she would do it. I feel like honestly – A lot of people are losing me with like some of these crazy off-the-wall theories. I know most of them go back to the man wall, which we're very familiar with at this point. But I have reason to believe that rather than a double album, I feel more confident in us getting a surprise album drop, potentially TS11 or Karma. So we'll talk about that and then we can do like a little football update. So without further ado, let's get right into it. Now, long-awaited, finally, Taylor dropped the 1989 merch. I feel like for the first time, In a gajillion years, Taylor's merch team actually listened to us, and I was pleasantly surprised with a lot of these items. Now, I think, interestingly, there were a couple things that people pointed out. There are only two items out of this entire merch collection that actually cost $19.89. People are saying, oh, two items that cost $19.89, two albums. So that's a little nod to the double album theory. There are a couple of fun items, like the sunglasses. I saw that there's a photo. I need to double check. It's like two pairs of white sunglasses and then a case. I'm not sure if you get two pairs with it, but a lot of people are calling out that with the coloring, like the light blue kind of shade that's representing this album, we are seeing that paired with a lot of black and white. I think that honestly, I don't know much about graphic design, but I feel like you kind of just need an anchoring color to pair with like your main primary color when doing some sort of merchandise. So I feel like black and white is what makes sense. A lot of people are reaching and saying that black and white might be the second album. So we might have like the light blue version and then the black and white version, which would also tie into what we chatted with on the last episode, which is when we've been seeing these glitches on the website all over the place, they are alluding to black and white, which could be reputation coded or could simply be this double album situation. Now, I think it's interesting... I keep thinking of the rest of the world was in black and black and white, but we were in Screaming Color. I could totally see if we got a double album, that being kind of the like way that she drops it or Taylor Nation posts about it. I guess since we're talking about merch and kind of the album itself, I'll give you my thoughts on why I think Taylor would do a double drop or a double album. I feel like a double album makes sense for a couple of reasons. We know that 1989 was really sort of the pivot of Taylor and kind of moving into pop star stardom status. So 1989 is heavily, heavily streamed. It's a highly regarded album of hers. It is a fan favorite for a lot of people. And I think that with This album, she's going to want to take away as much streaming as possible from the original 1989. So how could she do that? She could release multiple versions. I think a lot of us, I will go as far as say we're disappointed when we saw the track list for 1989 and there were no features on it. And I think... Looking back at the world tour, how there was someone featured at literally every show, if not multiple, multiple people. Shout out my show at Staple Center was Dixie Chicks and Ellen DeGeneres, which was so fun. But I forever will envy my hometown in Orlando. Everyone got Adina Menzel and Taylor It was on Halloween night and Taylor wore the Olaf costume and Olaf is forever my favorite Disney character obsessed, but I digress. I think it's just a little odd. And I got people's perspective when looking into it. People were like, well, she might want this album to just be about her and really want to shine and share her vocals. I don't know. I'm not buying it. I truly think if we were to get a double album, I'll jump into Shania Twain in a moment. I think the double album moment would be tying in the features, maybe on that second album or second drop, we would see all the features that we were hoping for. Style featuring Harry Styles, maybe Selena, etc, etc. But when talking about the double album theory, I feel like the most damning piece of evidence that we've got so far is the Shania Twain t-shirt. Now, Taylor has been out and about and photographed, which is very intentional, more in this era, and the era really hasn't even begun. We've been kind of transitioning to 1989. She has been photographed more in this era than she has in absolute ages. Now, we could obviously tie her breakup with Joe into this. We know that Joe, Joe Schmo. I don't even want to call him Joe. Joe Schmo was a lot of the reason she was in hiding and privacy a lot. I mean, obviously, hiding and reputation era was totally different. She was really, really private because Joe didn't like Spotlight – Shout out Travis, by the way, for being an absolute king and just speaking so highly of her while maintaining her privacy and really just – I'm loving the interviews I'm seeing where he's like, I'm I'm aligning myself with like how to manage the paparazzi. I'm having the best time. I saw this thing. I know I'm jumping around. Bear with me. I saw this thing on Instagram. He had like a press conference after his something the other day, like a game or something. And they were like, oh, you know, how's it going with Taylor, yada, yada. And he said, listen, I was riding the high of winning the Super Bowl last year, and I can honestly say that this is even better. And I'm like, bravo. Bravo to you for doing what Joe Schmo couldn't do in literally six years. Six years, Joe didn't do schmuck. And Travis has done more in like two weeks, whether you like him or not, for our girl Taylor, which we love. Okay, going back to the double album, let's discuss the Shania Twain t-shirt. I was mentioning Taylor's been out and about, she's been bebopping around town, and I really like her fashion. And a lot of people have been calling out that her choices are interesting because they are a little bit leaning or skewed grunge if you will. And I think people are kind of saying, hmm, this might actually be her showing what the TS11 era could look like, but that's a whole different shenanigans. When we're just looking at base value of her outfits, she stepped out the other day. She's been wearing a lot of New Balance sneakers, which I actually don't mind. I particularly fancied the New Balance pair that she wore the other day. They were a collaboration with one of my favorite brands, which is Ghani, G-A-N-N-I. If you're unfamiliar, it's an awesome designer brand. She wore the New Balance sneakers, a pair of like forest green ruffle socks, and then I think like a biker short, and then the t-shirt was really what caught our attention. So the t-shirt, it's from this brand Daydreamer. I actually have a few. They're very high quality, very comfortable band tees or They're kind of just graphic tees, usually referring to some sort of music or band. And she was wearing a daydreamer, which the word daydreamer caught a lot of people's attention. Daydreamer Shania Twain graphic t-shirt now daydreamer the brand name caught people's attention because there's this like whole group on tiktok of people who theorize that there may be an album called dreams or there might be a song called dreams she alludes to dreams a lot in a lot of different things and people have been holding on to that for a while so people were like "Ooh, daydreamer interesting but i think the shania twain i I can't get this out of my head the reason why if maybe you are born after the year 2000 or (laughs) just we're not a shania twain fan i'm really not but i vividly vividly remember as a child having these three cds so shania twain i want to say it was like probably in the 90s i i didn't fact check this she came out with this album called up up with an exclamation point and with this album there were three cds three different versions of the up album and there was one red one green and one blue Why are those three colors significant? Okay, number one, obviously the tie back to the t-shirt and Taylor possibly confirming this with us with the whole like double, triple album theory drop. But those three colors tie back to Taylor's nail polish. If you remember in that really coded, strange video posted to Taylor Nation and possibly Taylor's page as well. She's standing in the lover bodysuit that she wears at the beginning of tour, the pink and blue one. She's wearing the bodysuit. She pulls out the Speak Now vinyl and she's holding it the weirdest way I've ever seen someone hold something in my life. And she's showing as a refresher, the red and the green nail. And then when she pulls it out, she flips it over and shows a blue now, people have theorized that perhaps the red and green allude to Christmas time. We know around Christmas time we have her birthday on December 13th. But secondly, in December, we also have Swift Miss. Why I say Swift Miss with such confidence is that she recently was updating the copyright or patent, I don't know the legal jargon, but she updated all of that ownership of the actual title Swift Miss. So we know something is in the works, whether it's this year or next. So people were like, oh, the red and green, Swift Miss, the blue, speak now. But now knowing what we know about her semi-confirming this Shania Twain theory or just totally clowning us and sending us down rabbit hole, it possibly matches up the red, blue, and green nail polish with the red, blue, and green of the Shania Twain album. I don't know. I'm intrigued. Why? Here are my thoughts as to why I think she would do it. Searchability, number one. If she has three different 1989 albums, I am fairly confident that by the time you start Googling 1989, you are no longer going to get the old version or any old press, you are going to get so many, so inundated between the three albums and people talking about it. I think it would totally blow out any old things that would possibly pop up on a search engine. Also, if I am correct about possibly a second album or a third album, third version of 1989 and one of them being solely features, the amount of press that that would get alone and the eyeballs from featuring so many celebrities would do in the old 1989 streams and articles and all of that in itself. So I think that would be interesting. Now, my last piece of like sort of evidence or thoughts on the double album theory that I'll touch on is we're aware of Paramore, right? I don't really know much about Paramore. I obviously know their hit songs. I know Hayley Williams. I had a jolly time jamming out opening night to Paramore opening up for Taylor, but Paramore recently announced, get this, a, they call it RE. I cannot, I'm totally blanking on the name of the album and I'm too lazy to look it up. It's one of their OG albums, and they're now coming out with, they're calling it like RE as in like email, like reply, a second version of that album. And the whole album has features on it. Now, why this is so significant? Am I saying that other artists or bands can't release like re-records or second secondary versions of their albums? No. But why this is so interesting is we know Taylor and Haley have been friends since they were like 13 years old. What if one of these songs they have not announced yet on their new recorded album or whatever it is is featuring Taylor and that'll be a crossover on Taylor's drop of her featured album? I don't know. This is a total rabbit hole that I've gone down, but I, I am fairly convinced that something is coming. And where I'll end with this is you guys know I've talked about Dumois before. Dumois is an Instagram account. They also have a podcast, TikTok, all that jazz. It's essentially like a gossip forum, but they are highly accurate in a lot of the reports that they do get internally from the pop culture world, if you will. And they have been quite correct about a lot of Taylor predictions. And one of the interesting tips that they got got recently was that Taylor it was alluding to Taylor has an entirely recorded and finished album that will be surprise dropped in November. And it alluded to the fact that this is an unheard of album, completely new, from scratch, and that there is a lot more to come from this artist. I don't think any of us ever doubted there's a lot more to come from Taylor. But if this happens to be true, I think we could go back to what we had chatted about on the last episode, which was the November 10th Theory. The November 10th theory came up in the Taylor's version 1989 pre-save situation where it glitched the I-O-N The S looks like a snake and then it looked like 10 November 10th with the I and the O look like 10 N for November That would be really interesting if perhaps we got something on that date Now I know a lot of people were talking about Grammy cutoffs and Grammy nominations and all that jazz I had looked that up and I was a little perplexed. We know the Grammys are in February, I believe on February 4th. And Taylor doesn't start back up in Tokyo until I think February 8th. So I'm sure she'll be in attendance. But the cutoff for the Grammys was September 15th. And I know a lot of people always say like, oh, she won't want to release something because she wants to make the Grammy cutoff. So I believe because the cutoff already happened a few weeks ago, Midnight's will be what what's qualifying for the Grammys. And I know Taylor will definitely want to take some awards home for that. So I don't know if now she's in like a safe period to start releasing stuff because it'll qualify for the next Grammy cycle. Why I think her dropping an entirely new album may make sense, which you guys, holy bajoli, I would scream and die and cry all at the same time. Why I think an entirely new album might make sense is she's only released re-records this year. She has not released a new album. Following, like, Folklore, Evermore, and then Midnights, we we are kind of plateaued there. So I think riding this high that she's on, it, it would make sense, and I've talked about that before, for her to release a new album. So anywho... I'll leave it at that. Let's do a little check-in for all of my woot-woot NFL football girly pops. How are we doing? How are we feeling? I want to give you a brief overview in terms of the Chiefs' upcoming schedule and the couple of games that we have coming up and my thoughts if Taylor will actually be in attendance. Now, looking at the Chiefs' upcoming schedule, we have a couple of games. We've got Sunday, October 8th. This is happening at 1.25 p.m. PST. And this is against the Chiefs and Minnesota soda vikings i have seen an interesting theory or two on whether or not taylor will be in attendance and at the point of me recording this there has not been full clarification as to whether or not she will be there i think she will take a little break why i think this her world does not revolve around football this woman has a lot going on i think if anything she will skip out on this game and potentially go to the October 12th game, which is at the Chiefs' stadium against the Broncos. Why I'm a little weary of her attendance at either of these games is because she's got the premiere here in Los Angeles on Wednesday, October 11th. So for her to have a late night, do the whole premiere situation on Wednesday and then turn around and bop over to Kansas City, I don't know, perhaps likely, perhaps not. I guess it's a halfway point, LA to Kansas City, then Kansas City to back to New York. I don't know, I'm intrigued, but I am I am getting a hoot regardless of all of these hot and bothered men that think Taylor's ruining the NFL. When in fact, the NFL has like never leaned so hard into something in their life because they know dang well that we are bringing in more numbers, more viewership, more interest, more merch sales than their own fans can. So take that. NFL peeps. <laughs> and yeah, we're looking ahead. Things are looking bright. Things are looking fun. We have the Eras Tour movie coming up. Now I posted on my Instagram. I've got a couple posts coming up for you in terms of like some Instagram caption ideas, all of that jazz. I'm going to send over in my broadcast channel to you guys the AMC rules that they've sort of outlined in terms of what to expect, in terms of singing, dancing, screaming, all of that. I think it is going to be so incredibly fun. And a lot of people are like, oh my God, I just want to sit there and eat my popcorn and relax. I think there should have been clarification on this, like with when you bought your ticket. I think a lot of people are fully anticipating to be like standing the entire time, just like the movie. I would have no problem with that. I, I, I'm i like down to get super into it. So I don't know. I'm going to the first showing at 6 p.m. at my local theater here in L.A. and I'm so, so excited. So I will make sure to post like whether I'm in the theater bathroom or what. I'll give you guys an update as soon as I can if anybody has a later showing that evening. I'm sure a lot of people will have already attended on the East Coast and posted about it so we can kind of gather some intel from them. But you guys know I like to end every episode with our Swifty submissions and I thought for this one I would give you guys some inspo. So I put on my Instagram stories a little question box for you asking all about what your outfits are going to be for the Eras Tour movie. So I wanted to read off a bunch of these for you guys so you can get a little bit of inspo, hear what other people are wearing, and just have fun with it. So one person said they're wearing the folklore cardigan, the Eros Tour concert t-shirt and all of their bracelets. We love to see it. I got a lot of responses that people are doing black hat, heart sunglasses, a lot going on at the moment shirt, black loafers. It's such a classic and great one to wear. A lot of people are ordering things off Etsy, which I always highly recommend. And you guys know I link a lot of Etsy items and small businesses because I love supporting other Swifty Pops. And then a couple of people said they were wearing the green cape and red heart sunglasses, which I think if you wear anything and you're going to go in your jammies, like throw on a pair of Red Heart sunglasses and you're golden. A lot of people seem to be opting for the cozy vibe with like a fun sparkly bottom, which is what I think I'm going to be doing. I'm planning on like a fun ERA's sweatshirt crew neck moment. And a lot of people said the same. They're doing like one of their ERA's tour merch sweatshirts and then maybe a pair of jeans or sweatpants with it. And I am all for the comfort. I, I was talking about in a video earlier today that I'm doing like party on top, comfort on bottom. But live your life. If you spent a painstaking amount of time making your Airstore costume, by all means, please, please wear it again. The one I would recommend the most that a couple of you said you're wearing is the Junior Jewels outfit from the You Belong With Me music video. I mean, absolute perfect movie outfit. You're literally wearing pajamas, so it works out fantastically. A couple of you also said you're borrowing your boyfriend's Travis Kelsey jersey, which is iconic and also very clever and creative. I'm like all for not buying a new costume because I hate then having like a costume bulk up my closet when I don't like rewearing them. So anywho, hope that gives you a little bit of inspo for the Heiress Tour movie. Make sure to stay tuned. I am doing my very, very, very best to try and figure out where this premiere is. Uh, if it's on Hollywood Boulevard or at one of the theaters, I, I don't even know where it is. I- I live in LA and I I hope I can figure out someone who's going so I can get some info so I could even just stand outside and get some pics or info or details for you guys. I have no idea, but Stay tuned. I will do my very best on Wednesday to try and attend or get more information, so I will be posting all about that on my socials. If you are enjoying this podcast, I would greatly appreciate if you guys left a review or left a sweet little comment down below. I am beyond grateful for all of you that have tuned in thus far. We are about to hit 20,000 streams. I cannot believe it. This has been such a fun little passion project of mine, and I really appreciate you guys supporting me on all the different platforms. So without further ado i hope you guys enjoy your weekend your week your day get all of your things ready for the airs film because we are all going to have the best time ever as always it was great clouding with you and i will see you on the next one bye Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. I know all too well how busy life can be and I am so grateful that you chose to stay, stay, stay. Now just know this is me trying and I would greatly appreciate if you took a minute to leave a review or maybe share this episode with a fellow Swifty. Make sure you join my broadcast channel on Instagram for more Swiftivities. And long story short, this love is real and I'm beyond grateful for your support. See you next time.